For March 19th, 2020, it's the Lullabot Podcast. It's the Lullabot Podcast, episode 246. I'm Matt Cleave, the senior developer at Lullabot. With me, as always, co-host of the show, senior front-end dev, Mike Herschel. Hey, Mike. Hey, Matt. How are you doing today? Pretty darn decent. And you know what? We're having uh, a pretty wild couple of weeks since we had our last podcast, aren't we? Yeah, things are going a little helter-skelter. Let's uh, let's let's kind of t- take us out of that mindset. Let's take us into a world where all is well and we're getting excited for a future Drupal event. Mm-hmm. But we're not talking about DrupalCon North America. We're actually talking about sunny, warm Barcelona. Barcelona, Spain. And, and you know, that's a place where DrupalCon has been before. I'm pretty sure it's Barcelona, Catalo- Catalonia. Uh, we'll have a talk with you about that. Okay, that's fine. Um, Just so you know. We, we can have that conversation, and I'm probably wrong, and we'll, we'll move on with life. <laughs> um, but, okay. So for those who are unfamiliar with the Drupal community, the general feel is there are two Drupal cons in a year, generally speaking, one in Europe, one in North America. And uh, yeah, you kind of rotate between the two every six months. And Mm -hmm. the Drupal community has a chance to get together and learn and share and get together. Yes, I would agree to that. Yeah, it's 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 nice to meet everybody in person. So just looking ahead on the schedule, I mean, Mike, you mentioned Minneapolis, which is scheduled for May of 2020, mm-hmm. the 18th Correct. through the 22nd. And today we're talking about DrupalCon Barcelona. It's the uh, European version, uh, sep- yep. September 14th through the 17th, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that sounds great. I, th- I, guess. I think this fall, um, that, I'm yeah. looking forward to that. And we have some folks who uh, know a thing or two about DrupalCon Europe going on this year, right? Yes, we do. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> I was trying to get Mike to pronounce Spotty's name. So No, no, you're doing it. <laughs> First, we have uh, the co-founder of 1X Internet, uh, born and raised in Reykjavik, Iceland, and planner of Drupal Camp Iceland. She was previously on the Drupal Europe, not DrupalCon Europe podcast that we had, um, which was episode 227. She's a board member of the Drupal Association and Body Sonia on Drupal.org and Twitter. We have Body Bright Body Brightart. Brightart? Yes. And, and, it's a very long introduction, but yes. thank you. And last time Can you say your full name? Yeah. So my full name is Bjarne Sonia Olafsdóttir Brightart. But just call me Buddy. We'll go with Buddy, yeah. Next up, we have a consultant at Unic, um, which is a uh, development shop in Switzerland, uh, Daz Joe on Drupal.org and Twitter. Previously on episode 220, which is uh, building a sustainable model for Drupal Contrib module development. Um, from Zurich, Switzerland, welcome Josef Dabernig. Hello, hello. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being on. Also along today on the podcast, we have a principal site reliability engineer currently living in Lisbon, Portugal, and working for Acquia. On Drupal and Twitter, he's known as Ricardo Amaro. Hello, Ricardo. Hi there. Glad you're here. Yep. And welcome to the podcast for the first time. You're you're the only newbie. Yeah, I hope this goes well. It's going to go great. (laughs) (laughs) And and you all are organizers of DrupalCon Europe, uh, correct? Correct. Yep. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So uh, let's maybe talk about um, 
maybe the history of DrupalCon Europe, like Drupal started as a content management system in Europe. And, and there's been, you know, I guess yearly DrupalCon since, I don't know, what was the first uh, major DrupalCon Europe? Does anyone know? Now you're putting us on the spot, right? I yeah, think yeah, it yeah. was actually Barcelona or Paris. Yeah, it was right. one of the biggest uh, first ones. I, I was I was thinking there was a there was an early get together that uh, oh that was yes you know, that you could but call then, the first DrupalCon but really it was a you know a, a dozen or two people. Back to Barcelona, so um, why Barcelona? I've heard it's a pretty nice city. Is there a, is there a theme or anything like that for DrupalCon this year? So I would I would say that like there's it's very obvious reasons why Barcelona. I think we don't have to talk about that. <laughs> I, I've never I, been I, I've to never Barcelona. Been. I'd, I'd like to know why, why is it a good idea to go to Barcelona? Yeah. yeah so Barcelona is a, a great city. You know, it's sunny. It's nice weather. There's a good community there. So I think like we we went there a couple of years ago. It was a great conference. One of the most successful conferences in. Um, I think it's the third one we're we're doing in Barcelona, actually. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just been a good place, and I think like we just we all like it, and and that fitted really well, and Kwoni just uh, decided to go there. Is the venue the same? It's the same. Yes. That's nice to have a little familiarity. Yeah, if you remember it so well. <laughs> well, I mean, you you know where the good place to eat is, or you know, kind of. Know your your way around the area. Yeah, so. I remember a great party. Like Amesi had a party on the beach, and that was basically next to oh, the conference center. Oh, I went to center. that one. Yes, that was a yes. great. Party. That was awesome. <laughs> so I remember that. <laughs> I think Joseph can tell us everything about the theme, right? Totally. Yeah, I, I was just thinking about uh, because we were talking about the history, and it it seems that. Uh, the Drupal community and DrupalCon is becoming more uh, a long-term planner. So now we already have DrupalCons planned out for several years. Um, so yeah, I think the, the idea is also to, to be able to, to plan a little bit more sustainable. Um, and as we go to sometimes to the same city, we know what we expect and this makes mm -hmm. um, setting up the conference also easier. And as Patti mentioned, um, Barcelona had some had some great experiences already for the Drupal community. So yeah, we're looking forward to go there again. We have this year uh, a theme, which is kind of a, a new thing for for us organizers that we are. So Patti, Ricardo, and I we are all on the program team, um, which is not organizing all of DrupalCon, but we are focusing on the organization of the program and the contents. And this year we got started a little bit earlier and we went into a, a bit of a brainstorming session with different community yeah. members to think yeah. about what could be the direction of the DrupalCon program. I actually think that was a great idea to start it earlier uh, because it actually gave us space to think uh, more clearly about the tracks and the sub teams. So good. Well done. <laughs> Joseph. Totally, yeah. Um, thanks for that. Um, yeah, uh, so, so so we call DrupalCon Barcelona 2020 um, experience the open web. So what we want to bring to the community, to the visitors, to anyone who goes to DrupalCon, we want to, to share the experiences that people have creating for the open web. So building websites using Drupal and other related open source technologies. 
Um, so yeah, this gives us kind of kind of a framework to to really share experiences, to also share contribution experiences, and yeah, maybe we can also ask Patti and Ricardo what what their um, their thoughts were when when we created the theme. Yeah, yeah. go into that, please. Yeah, so I know I wanna like I think maybe it started all uh, we we talked about this a lot uh, when we did Drupal Europe. It's a little bit about how can we combine more open source technologies or how can we make it a little bit more around uh, the open web instead of just talking about Drupal. And it started, let me probably say, like in Nashville, there was this open source lounge. Do you remember that? It was like a lounge where it was sponsored by automatic or something like that. Exactly. And, and the idea came a bit from there. And so we took that to Drupal Europe. And then we also had our open source lounge and we got like sponsorships from Google and automatic again. And mm -hmm. we had great conversations. Typo three was there. Rocket chat. What is the Drupal? What is the open source lounge? So just yes. different open source projects get together and, and talk or. Uh, exactly. I, Okay. I, I actually want to say something about that um, because I noticed that one one of the the parts uh, we were talking about Rocket Chat and there was also uh, the founder of Nextcloud was there on Drupal Europe and they actually uh, after uh, Drupal Europe happened they had a meeting uh, together and they joined forces to um, start a new project together um, so. That is actually one of the things I like more about this kind of uh, yeah. activities that make open source come together uh, because like separated, uh, we are so much weaker than we are together. We are so much stronger um, and we have to be inclusive of all of the other projects they're fighting for. Um, well, this freedom that we want to give to people, right? I remember the, the first time I installed Linux was in 1994. It was Slackware. Uh, mm -hmm. I was uh, actually surprised uh, something like that could could be out of uh, for free, right? Because back then we only had like, uh, I don't know, uh, Windows 95 or mm -hmm. something like that. Um, and open source is really a theme that makes me passionate about this kind of uh, activities and events. And I want to see more of that. I want to see people bringing in other projects and Drupal uh, Europe was, was uh, an example of that. So I, I, I think we should do that again. So how is uh, DrupalCon in Europe going to encourage the open web or what's the, uh, the plan to make that happen? So we, we have basically, we have a couple of people who are then focusing on that topic, including myself, trying to find keynote speakers and generally the speakers that are outside of our Drupal community. And a good example of a, a speaker that, uh, you know, we have been trying to approach, which uh, actually DrupalCon Minneapolis announced just now that they got is Michelle Baker from the Mozilla Foundation. So... Somebody like her is a is a perfect example of a, a great speaker when we have a, a topic like that. Very we nice. also have some people that are from the European Commission or European, just the European community that we want to approach and we are currently approaching that are passionate about the topic 
and um, and maybe even some are maybe even more activists when and trying to push this even further in in the governments. So that's like that is probably the key to start with, and then we want to approach the other open source technologies and ask them if they want to come and be part of it, just like they did in the previous conferences. So that's like that's the, that's a that's a goal that we have, and I think we are gonna be successful doing it if we get the help of the community because we are all connected to all of these technologies. So we're about six months out from the conference. Uh, do you have keynote speakers selected or what, what, what is the state we're in right now? No, we are currently just uh, speaking to a couple of uh, people that we uh, want to have. So no, we don't have anything yet. So you've reached out and you've touched base and you're just trying to get everything figured out. Exactly. So if you have a good idea and if uh, anyone who's listening here Absolutely. has an idea, please approach us and tell us, you know, about who who would be a good speaker in the conference. That's interesting. Um, does that theme affect the tracks of the conference? Totally, yes. So um, this this year we we will only have five tracks. So basically, we try to re reduce the number of tracks. But we also added um, kind of uh, sub-themes for each of the tracks. So there is uh, the tracks, they are a bit more um, targeted at, at the personas um, that we see and that we want to encourage to come to DrupalCon. So one of the tracks is called Agency and Business, where we talk all about how to do business or about leadership and management, the processes, project management, quality assurance and testing. So you mm -hmm. want the bosses to come. They've got something to learn. Correct. Yeah. We want also to, to show like case studies, of course, um, um, for that. So they can go either into the agency and business track or they could go into the other track where we're also parties helping out. Um, it's called clients and industry. So there we want really to, to encourage even more showcases than we, than we already had. Um, also like in a combination with the Splash Awards where we nominate the best uh, Drupal projects. Um, so there's a lot of interesting case studies to be shown in the different industry verticals. And that's because, uh, you know, every company has a, has a website these days and Drupal might be a good fit for your website. Come and learn something about it and make it happen. Does that sound about right? Correct. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and and you need to talk about makers. Like I think I love that track. Mm -hmm. Like that's amazing track. We're going to have, right, Joseph? Right. Yeah. So, um, kind of the the traditional focus, especially for for DrupalCon Europe, is uh, is the engineering and development topics. So within makers and builders, we we incorporate front end development, back end development, site building, DevOps and infrastructure. Um, but we give it a bit more of a perspective of this, uh, the makers and builders that that create open source, that contribute to the system, that create experiences. Um, so yeah, it's I think the way we we set up the program is has the potential to go a bit more broad and to to attract a, a wider audience. So we geeks and uh, nerds are still welcome, of course. <laughs> of course, yes, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> but there's also there's also an opportunity. Like we have a track called clients and industry, and there we really want to focus on those who are using Drupal. And especially here in Europe, we have so many government um, 
the governments and higher education and the European Commission, they are all using Drupal and we are never talking about it, actually. So we also have an opportunity to bring these cases uh, forward and we have the people from, uh, you know, this, we have the end user in our program team. So we hope that they will bring in the, the correct speakers and they will help like getting a bit more broader uh, topics to the conference that maybe has been before. Mike, we just did a podcast about government within or Drupal within the United States government. And we, we learned about how difficult sometimes it was sharing inside of the government and, mm -hmm. uh, you know, just in between mm -hmm. agencies. So it would be really great if, you know, different nations, governments could get together and share at something like DrupalCon. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. At you least, know, you know, making it, those connections early would, <laughs> would be really helpful. It's easy. Yeah. And, and, and to me, you know, conferences is, is the, is the place to do it. That's where you get together and you, you get to meet people in person and you, you get to build that trust that enables, you know, the ability to share. Right. Uh, yeah. We, I think for that, we also took uh, inspiration from DrupalCon North America, where we see that these industry um, verticals get a lot of attention. So in Drupalcon North America, we have um, summits for, for a lot of the different industry verticals. So there's a, a government summit, a healthcare summit, um, mm -hmm. even a library summit. Um, so we want to take part of those ideas and, and make it part of the Drupalcon Europe program this year. So are there going to be summits at Drupalcon Europe like with those verticals? or? Yep. Yeah, so this is exactly the, you know, the question that we are trying to answer at the moment uh, is, of course, trainings or summits or both or nothing. So in the last two DrupalCons or the Drupal Europe and then DrupalCon Amsterdam, we didn't do summits. Um, but in both conferences, we tried trainings, but trainings has not been very successful here in, in Europe. Okay. And it's not easy for us to sell the trainings. We don't know why, because it actually goes really well in the United States and North America. But we haven't been very successful with uh, selling the spots. So we've been putting in a lot of effort of creating all these trainings and getting trainers to create trainings. And then in the end, maybe three people show up. So we've been thinking if we should just skip that for one year now and instead introduce the summits and instead try to get uh, the industries together. Mm -hmm. So we, we are just currently discussing that in our, in our team. Uh, we have space for it. So if there is interest both for people to help us out doing that, uh, or if we see that there are people are willing to come to the summits because experiencing something like in the United States, when, when I've been to a DrupalCon there and going into these summits, this is something that I've never seen before. You have like 300 to 500 people coming together to talk about Drupal in government. And it would be great if we can do the same in, in Europe. And I think there is an opportunity. And we want to see if we can just explore that and just try it out. So maybe we will start with, let's say, three summits this year. But it's still a bit open, and will hopefully be be you know put out within the next two weeks. So, if someone is listening to this and and they say, "Hey, 
you know, I'm really interested in doing, say, an education summit at DrupalCon Europe, and I want to make my voice heard. How how can they get in touch with you to maybe influence that? Just everywhere in on Twitter under our okay. handles uh, that you announced earlier, or just come on Drupal Slack, send us email on Drupal.org. Um, I think the opportunity is is big. If I just think about all the universities that I know of here in Europe that have, um, and they have been struggling, they have all Drupal, but they have been struggling of coming to DrupalCon because they are not necessarily the the developers. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are either using agencies to help with the development, and they they feel a bit lost when they come to DrupalCon Europe because it's very developer focused. So we need to create a space for them to come, and so. If you have any idea listening out there, let us know and help out. When you've done your trainings in the past, have you done any type of like beginner developer trainings? You know, like this is how I want to kind of do site building in Drupal or anything like that? I think everything has been tried, but I, uh, you know, Joseph, have you or Ricardo, have you guys been Mm, part of that? I haven't been following the the trainings in Europe recently so closely. I did a training once for the rules module that was kind of beginner intermediate um, that yeah. was okay attended. Um, yeah, I'm not saying it's not possible. It's just that we have tried it a few times and it wasn't a great yeah. success so from, far. From myself, I think uh, one of the things that, mm, uh, for instance, in Drupal Dev Days, which is another uh, camp, but which is not at the same size of uh Drupal uh, con. Um, we tried a lot uh, workshops and that's been working uh, fine for us because people, because we're in Europe, I, I think we're more of probably more builders and makers and people want to have their hands on, hands on yeah. Drupal, hands on making stuff, on creating stuff. Um, of course, in terms of the summit, uh, I, I could I could imagine like uh, the agency leadership summit or the healthcare or government or security or performance or whatever they could have a lot of potential also for companies that want to explore and know more about this, that specific subject. But we've seen that in terms of uh, the people that normally come to DrupalCon Europe. Um, it's more of hands-on. And we want also to have a space, like uh, Buddy said, uh, we want to have also a space for uh, this kind of involvement that we have also in the United States where people come together and dis- they discuss a specific topic. Uh, for instance, now I think healthcare would be a, a tremendous topic to talk about, a uh, healthcare uh, summit. Um, I don't know. Maybe you can explore that. Uh, maybe people can send us uh, their ideas, and and uh, we could discuss them in our uh, inside of our uh, program team. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No. Maybe a, a quick add to the to the trainings discussion. So what we what we have added to the for the to the call for papers that is open already for DrupalCon Barcelona is that you can now also submit a two hours workshop. So basically in the program, we want to give an opportunity also to have this kind of longer format uh, workshops that have worked well for us in certain camps in Europe as kind of an intermediate uh, format between trainings and uh, normal sessions. 
Yeah, Jupicon North America did something similar. Um, mm-hmm. What was it? A couple of years ago, where we had uh, an hour and a half long format trainings, and I ended up giving one of those on web performance, and it, it was it was a lot of fun because a lot of people got a lot out of it. At least I like to think so. So that's kind of cool. Cool. Um, Maybe one track that we didn't mention yet, uh, or two, so two tracks we didn't talk about were, so one of them is called Open Web and Community. So this is the, the traditional um, being human, um, diversity, inclusion um, topics. And this year we also extended a bit further that we say we, we also want to allow for community conversations, which is something that we had earlier in, in a separate track uh, at Drupalcons, uh, where, for example, initiatives can have uh, conversations. And as well, we, we put a focus there on the open web, uh, the community aspect of it. So, so I'm really looking forward to that. And there will also be, people can also submit uh, panel discussions um, by definition, so that we'd also help us in the program team to to provide a better mix um, or we, we had the panel discussions in the last year but it was kind of a it's now easier to submit them so and that kind of leads me into my, my question so we've got these great tracks now's the time to actually submit your sessions right if you have something you want to talk about and share with the Drupal community now's the time right that's correct yeah how, call for papers is open yeah so how Send does that it. work you go to the DrupalCon Barcelona website and find uh, the submit the session button. And then you just enter your proposal. And then our team of track chairs will review and rate it for you. And send the sad rejection letter later. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's for you, man. That's, uh, just, my, that's just me. Yeah. So, what is... What is the deadline on that to to submit a session? So it's the 6th of April. April. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's when the call for papers ends. No, no excuses. Got uh, what, about three weeks left? So. Yeah, three weeks from now. Submit your session, Mike. Yeah, you know, I, I I will submit a session, and and that's a thanks for reminding me. I suppose it's closer (laughs) to two, depending on when this goes out, huh? (laughs) <laughs> Hopefully yeah. you get it done soon. <laughs> so, I want to add to it. I want to add to it one uh, keynote that we actually, you know, we have, and this is something that has yeah. been introduced now. Yeah. So we it, it started all in I think that days in Lisbon when we all came together. And we did this. We did this great. Like Gabor did this great talk about uh, what is happening in Drupal and how you can contribute and what are the initiatives and. What, what issues are we working on and, and so on. And we developed that idea further and Gabor took it uh, to be a keynote at DrupalCon Amsterdam, uh, where he actually, you know, we, we brought the initiatives to the stage in the first keynote. Like this is, the, this is the first session of DrupalCon. We talk about how you can contribute to the project. And what is actually happening? And last year, there were highlighted 10 initiatives. And each of them had probably five minutes to talk about what type of a contribution they need, what are they working on currently, what have they done in the past. And, uh, and that was the keynote to start off DrupalCon. And I think like um, this is something that we want to keep as a tradition in Europe. 
So we are definitely going to continue with that in Europe, that we start with the initiative. So I think it is a great way to start DrupalCon. That is, yep. that is awesome. I have, I have one thing to add uh, to that because, of course, we, we organized uh, Drupal Dev Days in Lisbon. That was in 2018. And um, we as a team that they were organizing that, we thought, well, what is the most important thing we want to get out of this uh, event that we're making? Is that that people come together? Yes. Is that that uh, we have amazing sessions? Yes. But what is the most important thing is that Drupal moves forward, is that uh, we have contributions. And people, um, maybe people listening right now, they, they don't know this, but they can actually contribute in several ways. There are a bunch of initiatives out there uh, from uh, just translating Drupal from actually contributing to, uh, to some part of Drupal that doesn't even need to be code, doesn't need to be the Drupal core. Um, and everybody is invited, is welcome to actually contribute with their part. I mean, one of the latest things uh, I contributed to is the Drupal pitch deck, which is it's a marketing thing. It doesn't even <laughs> has to be... Um, has to do with with code right and it had a big impact people in the agencies started to use that and we're going to have all of those initiatives in DrupalCon Europe as as we always have and normally the people that are um, leading those initiatives they sign up they make their own lists they make their own plans and they come and they uh, take uh, some tables. People are invited, even if they don't know exactly what they are going to do or contribute to there. And they are welcomed. They are uh, ins inserted into the process and they start to contribute, which is really a very good feeling that people uh, get out of um, uh, DrupalCon. Uh, yeah, I totally have to second that. So, so last year I... I went there with with, the, with Unic, the, the company I started working with uh, also last year. And we were a team of uh, 15 people go all together to DrupalCon and uh, all the team said afterwards that this this experience of also being able to, to experience how contribution works and connect with uh, all the different people from the community um, really made a big difference for them and um, in also encourages our team to go again this year. Um, so I think, yeah, this, this kind of experience is, is what we want to have as a core element of the DrupalCon experience uh, program. <laughs> We're talking with DrupalCon Europe organizers and looking forward to DrupalCon going on in Barcelona coming up in September. Coming up right after this, we're going to talk a little bit about the elephant in the room and maybe some about how you can help. Welcome back to the Lullabot Podcast. We're talking DrupalCon Europe that's happening in Barcelona coming up in September. Um, so we are recording this on, let me look at my calendar here, March 12th, just for a frame of reference here. 
Um, and March 12th is the day after President Trump said uh, Europeans couldn't fly to America anymore. Um, the NBA has canceled games. Um, there are large events being canceled, including conferences. Uh, Drupal Dev Days was recently announced that it wasn't going to happen. Uh, Midcam. Um, there's a lot of stress going on in the world as far as the coronavirus and travel and all these things. And for we just spoke for like 30 or 40 minutes about how great DrupalCon Barcelona is going to be, right? I, I suppose there's some optimism involved. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so regarding Drupal Dev Days, if I might speak about that, um, we are very thankful for everyone that's actually supported because it's it's a it's a heart uh, event. It's a it's a it's a passionate event. Drupal Dev Days and and uh, for the the European uh, Drupal community. Uh, but due to this outbreak uh, of the uh, COVID-19, um, all over Europe, uh, we have been having uh, requests uh, from governments, uh, not, not forbidding, uh, but actually uh, requesting that uh, we postpone big events. So I think um, um, the team there uh, that is organizing Drupal Dev Days is sad that that is happening, but uh, fear not because uh, we are going to have, uh, it's just postponed. We're going to have uh, Drupal Dev, Dev Days um, in Belgium anyway. Um, one thing is people might ask, uh, well, uh, do I get a refund? Yes, of course, uh, but still, uh, we just, are waiting for them to uh, reschedule Drupal Dev Days, and it's going to happen for sure. Yeah. So, so Drupal Dev Days. Um, tell me about that kind of event. Is that something that uh, organizers have a lot invested in, or is that a, a different? So, type? Yeah. yeah. So it's um, it's a very interesting event in the sense of it's not something of the grade of a DrupalCon, but it it makes it makes people aware of the fact they can actually contribute more. They can actually make more hands-on. And they, if, if, for instance, if they are interested in uh, hanging out with uh, people that do core development, they're all there. Uh, it's, it's basically the, the one place to be to find all of these people. I think uh, this, this, this year uh, we're going to have very... Uh, important uh, celebrities, but since it's postponed, I cannot talk about it. Celebrities? <laughs> um, yeah, celebrities. There are from Drupal, Drupal celebrities. Oh yeah, oh. all over. <laughs> you don't know them. <laughs> hey, you're going. Um, you're, you're going, Matt Cleave. <laughs> oh, I am I. Okay. <laughs> you don't know this well, yet. Well, at this point, nobody's going. I mean, I suppose yeah, having all of the point, Drupal celebrities no. sick is a bad so, thing. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. yeah, it is. So the main point now is people going to DrupalCon Barcelona, where those celebrities will be there for sure. So, Body, we talked last on the podcast when you were an organizer of a Drupal Europe. Yeah. Uh, when that, that just kind of, uh, for, for a little background, for those who don't know, that year there was no DrupalCon Europe. So the Drupal Association did not hold an event. The community got together and made a European DrupalCon, but they didn't call it that because it wasn't that. It was their own thing, right? Drupal Europe. And Body, as an organizer, you saw that that was a huge thing. And canceling something like that um, is challenging. Yeah. And that was uh, like, I'm... Um... 
I, I almost just don't have any words now, like being a event organizer for such a long time. You know, I can't imagine how it is to have to go through these times now because this is just hard. And if I think back on Drupal Europe, you know, we we did this through our entity here in Germany, um, which is so. There's a like there's a, a German DA essentially Drupal yeah, Association. Exactly, there okay. is a Drupal uh, nonprofit organization here in Germany, but the laws are of course like different in each country. And sometimes the people who are behind it or registered as uh, the board members, they are then personally liable if there's something that goes wrong. And it was a big thing for us to- So the, to there are people personally liable if something goes wrong with that event. I'm just wanting to make sure that, that could that's have clear. Been, that could have been the, the problem with Drupal Euro back then, yes. Wow, okay. So making large contracts, and in the case of uh, securing a venue, you need to do in like six, six months at least in advance. So I think we signed the venue in December, and the conference was held in, in September. Mm-hmm. So I think it was nine months that we had a contract that was really large, because we had to book the whole venue. And then of course, like every day, we just crossed our fingers and hoped that we would get the, the revenue in from sponsors and tickets that could then mm-hmm. pay the venue. In the end, we came out on zero, even with a little bit of profit. So it like, but it was seriously until I think that the week before Drupal Europe, that the last cent came into the bank. Yeah, I remember every, everybody was sweating. <laughs> <laughs> and and like and and it was hard and I remember like this was probably the only time that I've actually had like worries in my life. <laughs> like real like because it was really hard to have such a, a big thing coming up and really don't knowing uh, if it is going to hit or not. Uh, we had like Luckily, the German association had like a, a couple of dollars in their bank account or euros in that case. So we knew that we could like be a little bit off. But in the end, it went out really well. And now today, like thinking about larger events that are not being held in universities, uh, where the universe, like often it is like this, we do Drupal camp. We are doing Drupal camp now in Iceland. It's going to be in a university. The university is supporting us. There are no contracts for the venue. So there is really no financial risk for us. But thinking back about Drupal Europe or thinking about other large events that I know of in, in Europe, for example, uh, Drupal Jam in Netherlands, is, I think it is 500 people. It's being held in, in large uh, event um, like houses. And they, it, it's going to be hard if they need to cancel the event. So. Yeah. Then it goes a bit into the direction, okay, like canceling the event or postponing the event. Like what are my opportunities? Because obviously if the government tells you that you that the event cannot be held, then of course like there's a option maybe to move it. But you just can't just, if you say it yourself, then you still have to pay for the, the venue. So I think it is hard. And I think like we as a community also need to think about those um, organizers who are doing a bit larger events that have contracts behind it, that it's not easy just to tell them like, hey, you should postpone or you should cancel because maybe they just can't. So I think it is important for us to just be also thoughtful about that towards those organizers because there's a lot of discussions going on on Twitter at the moment, like this is the right thing to do, which I think we all agree that we shouldn't be going to large conferences at the moment because, you know, countries are being closed or f- flights are being canceled. 
But at the same time, there's also maybe organizers like we would have been if it was two years ago in Drupal Europe, we just wouldn't have an option. So we would just have to go with it until the government would stop us. And at the moment, the government is not stopping these events. Mm -hmm. So... And to be clear, it's, the, it's not anybody's goal to get everybody sick or get the people that they see two weeks later sick or, you know, everybody wants the best for everything. It's just, it's tough when you make these huge contracts and is, is there don't know the future. There must, there are probably events insurances, but, but again, like they, like all these insurances, like, do they not always just fail when it comes to something like that? Yeah. Yeah. Insurances are a scam. A lot of them are. At you're least talking, my car insurance. You're talking to Americans. We understand health Good insurance. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, so I've been asked a lot now about Drupal, Drupal Camp Iceland. We are doing it in June and I've been asked a lot, like, are we canceling? Are we postponing? What are we doing? And I, you know, in that case, it's going to be easy for us to just make a decision because the university, they don't really like, it's, it's going to be like, there's nobody there anyways in June. Yeah. So it's just empty and they can just make their plans and change their plans. So we haven't decided yet, you know, we're just going to wait a couple of weeks because it's in the end of June, but uh, it's easy for us. But I, I imagine that it is not so easy for maybe other larger events that are happening here in Europe at the moment. And I feel for them and I really want to know if we as a community can help them. And one step is, for example, you know, it's great to offer our ticket refund, but uh, maybe the community can also just think about this as a support to the organizers to just say like, Hey, it doesn't matter how it goes. Just keep my money for the ticket and, you know, if I can get maybe a discount for the next event, it would be great. But it also doesn't matter. Yeah, especially for the nonprofit, you know, events like, for example, the DrupalCons, which are organized by the Drupal Association. And the Drupal Association, I know DrupalCon North America is their big moneymaker, you know, for their annual budget, which supports the Drupal, you know. That's Drupal. no secret. They share those numbers yeah. all the time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. true. And yeah, and it is the same, and 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 I think like we need to we need to figure out a way together as a community also how we can support when maybe um, you know when when we don't know what to do. <laughs> so I think it is important that companies uh, and those who have bought tickets that they just uh, keep on, you know, helping out the entities that are actually doing the events. And I, you know, I know for example that Lullabot has been reaching out and saying that they are going to keep their sponsorships regardless of what's going to happen. So thank you for that. And, and thank you to all the other companies that have already done that too, because this is so important for us as a community to get that to happen, because Indeed. then we are going to create a sustainable model yeah. to continue doing these events. Well, I, I'm not sure I can speak for Lullabot, although it's kind of my job on the podcast at times. <laughs> I, I've seen the internal discussions, and we know that DrupalCon is important to the Drupal community, and Drupal is important to the future of Lullabot. So I think we're all in this together. Let's do it. None of us can see the future. <clears throat> no, we don't know what is going to happen. Maybe we can weeks. all take a, a you know a deep breath collective together. And I'm not trying to downplay the seriousness of the situation, because <laughs> it's very serious. I get it. But uh, we don't know what will happen in six months. So I suppose we, we talked today about DrupalCon Barcelona from the positive perspective of it's going to get figured out. And in six months, we're still going to use Drupal and we need the community time. Exactly. And we should use the time now, like when we don't have, like 
we don't have to go to all these conferences now because they have been cancelled, like here in Europe. Uh, so we could maybe just use the time and and as a as a company owner, you know, we can then instead say, let's do a, a company sprint and or contribution, or let's try to do the things that we would have done if we had gone to the dev days. That's uh, a, I, I, that's I was a great idea. I, I was going to exactly to say uh, something like that. Like most of us, we work remotely. Um, even like for the European Commission, I know people that work for them and they develop remotely and they gather a lot of people together in their days without going going out even. Like it's a very good also uh, uh, perspective of not having to go uh, out <laughs> and be able to communicate to a lot of people. So we can we can organize sprints. We can make move, make Drupal move forward, especially Drupal nine, which is one of the things that is like we we, we talked about the loss in terms of money, but I, I also think about the loss in terms of uh, delivering. Uh, the new version of of Drupal, and that's yeah. really important. That uh, we keep we keep we keep our minds ahead of what needs to be done. Instead of oh, we go all there and we solve the problem there. Okay, let's start now. Why not? I'm I'm at home. I can start doing my sprint. I can start doing my initiative, and not start not stop uh, contributing to Drupal. I think it's yeah. really important we get Drupal nine out there. And I think that this is this is one of the ways. So, so if we can gather a couple of ideas of how we can actually um, help, you know, one thing is what you say, Ricardo. We can just, you know, make sure that we still contribute. We can make yeah. sure that our our people get the time to contribute that they would have gotten when they've been to these events. You know, we can we can reach out to the organizers and we can tell them that that we wanna keep the money that we've already paid or we even want to like help or and pay more money, <laughs> you know, just in any ways, let's, let's figure this out as a, as a group. And I think something positive can come out of it or it needs to come out of that. Um, yep. Because we need to have something positive to go forward to. <laughs> totally. I, I think I, I would agree with all that has been said. Um, to, I think today I, I read on Twitter that somebody wrote that the, the virus can maybe also be seen as a as a good challenge for for people that work in developer relations to to figure out a more sustainable way to to spread their knowledge um, by not having to fly all the time to different conferences but um, yeah maybe like at least for a certain amount of time or as an alternative we we need to incorporate uh, remote conferences um, to share the knowledge and to collaborate as a community, as we as we already do on Drupal.org, but maybe even more um, in remote conferences. Well, this is, yeah, I believe Midcamp is going fully remote. Yeah, and and I, I get what you're saying, and you know I've worked remotely for almost ten years now, and I and I see the potential, and I get it, but. A remote conference it, to me just isn't quite the same. The same. Yeah. Thank you for saying it first. Yes, I agree. Yes, it's not the same. Like yeah, somebody, but it's a valid alternative. Maybe in if the other is not possible at all. Mike, you yeah. you go to lots of conferences. At least have in the past. Um, I do. Travel to and many Drupal gonna... camps. Travel to a few in Europe. And yeah. you know you've been around around the 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 Drupal camp block, I suppose. And you 
tell me the, the the what is the best part for you when you when you end up at a camp? Yeah, it's the people. It's in person. Yeah. It's it's the serendipitous encounters that you don't get. You and know, you can when... go to a session and say, "Wow, that that session really blew my mind." Or you go to another session and you're like, "Hey, it's the same one he gave six weeks ago." But uh, yeah, it's the serendipitous encounters. Really good way yeah, to put so, it. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, it it's all about you know the hallway, the quote hallway tr- hallway track, and uh, which for the longest time I I kind of thought that was just people slacking off and not wanting to <laughs> to do work. Oh, at that's conferences. the most important one. <laughs> but yeah. it's true. Well, the slacking off is nice, but the keep keep, keep in mind we 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 did think about having a hallway. Um, uh, way of people that could not go to Drupal Dev Days to actually see the hallway. <laughs> so it's, oh, it's that would be hilarious. You're talking, yeah, but yeah, then you would have to have you know uh, uh, data protection problems. <laughs> people would have to sign that they could be uh, you know um, uh, uh, streamed. But uh, yeah, that, that didn't happen. That that didn't have to happen. Yeah, it, it would it would be a nice idea. Yeah. Like I like I, I I think it would be cool, but it wouldn't necessarily solve the problem, you know. No. Like, <laughs> you know, like for example, you know, I'd like I like to think about, you know, when I'm when I'm at a camp and I'm in a line for lunch, I always I always t- start talking to the person next to me. Yeah. You know, and this person, you never I never know who it is, and sometimes it turns into a good conversation and then, you know, later I'll run out I'll run into him again at a, either, you know, another day or at an, at an event. And those, those are the encounters that lead to friendships and working together and things like that. You said, and, yep. Mike, yeah. do you remember how Absolutely. we got the podcast together to close out DrupalCon Seattle? <laughs> yeah. You, yeah. You and I literally stood like by the door to the, where the registration area was and, you know, caught people it's, coming it's, out of the Dries note or caught the final, yeah. the, pl- the plenary, right? The, yeah. how do you say the word? The, yeah. The final yeah. Event. We're, li- yeah. We're literally standing in like, you know, in the, was in the hotel or and you, you started know, the like, convention. Yeah. Calling out to people you knew. You're like, Hey, Kevin, get over here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and on, we dragged him it. back to the hotel room. And I think we kind of caught a little bit about that, the hallway track, you know, just kind of yeah. a, a feel for it. Like, cause we just kind of sat around and ranted for an hour and, had you a good mean time. you guys were in the in the end of the the conference? Yeah, at the yeah. end of the conference, and, and, we just and, got and, together and had a, had a Seattle podcast, just kind of oh, talking about year. how it worked. Yeah, last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Oh, nice. And it was just kind of a, hey, tell me, yeah. tell me what you thought, <laughs> kind of thing. And it's it's hard to get that Funny. feel when it's all remote. But uh, yeah. I, you know, if if it if it that's the way it goes, I guess. Yeah. You know, well, you also don't have germs over the internet. Yeah. I guess you have virus. <laughs> you have a different type of virus. That's true. <laughs> So I have a, I have a like, we, I've told that story before, but I think like I started with Drupal in, in 2007 and I went to my first DrupalCon in 2014. That's like seven years later. And until that day, like I didn't even understand that there was a community or anything. And I think like my contribution journey started when I went to the DrupalCon, right? Wow. So, yeah. That's the same and, for me in DrupalCon uh, or, or Drupal Camp Florida or Florida Drupal Camp. Yeah. And do you remember going there? You didn't know anyone and you're just like hanging out there and you see everybody on the hallway track, but you don't yeah. know anyone and all that. And then there comes these wonderful people that stand next to you in the line where you're going for lunch and they start talking to you. Yes. Before knowing it, you're contributing to something. Yes. So we need it. And, um, you know, we just hope that we're just on a short pause now. That's just the only thing that we can just 
dream of that that we are just having a couple of weeks of Drupal camp uh, pause going digital, right? This podcast yeah. is going to age like milk either way. Like we're going to like look back at us in six months and laugh at how ridiculous we were oh, one way yeah. or the other. Like yeah. we don't know. Yeah. In, in, in six months, we're going to be at the trivia night talking about this. <laughs> <laughs> I like that okay. attitude. Yeah. So, so, so for people that never went to DrupalCon, Trivia Night is something really yes. awesome. <laughs> and um, I think this year, at least, um, we're already thinking about, of course, the Trivia Night and then Woman in Drupal. And all of these activities, which we called uh, the social events that are outside of the scope let's say, of the normal day in DrupalCon, they are amazing. They are good for networking. They are good for uh, making uh, long-lasting friendships. Mm -hmm. They are good for, um, well, having fun because I think DrupalCon is also that and we need to have fun. And sprinting too, um, like one of one a cool story that I've I think it was I'm, I'm probably butchering this a little bit, but Alex Pot, who is now a Drupal core maintainer, was telling us on the podcast that you know his his first uh, experience uh, contributing to Drupal I think might have been at San Francisco, and he ended up sitting just randomly sitting down to a person who ended up being Karen Stevenson, who's, who's a coworker of Matt and I, and, and Karen, if you don't know, she was the person who did, you know, like fields and Drupal core and CCK before that and date, yeah, date module. And yeah. yeah. And, and she, but even better than that, she's like the nicest person ever. And so Alex sat down next to her. She was very kind, warm and welcoming as, as she is. And, you know, just onboarded him very well into the community. And that like sprints are amazing for that. Conferences are amazing for that. You know, it's, it's a little bit different when you're online unless you already know the people, which, you know, is if you don't know anyone, you don't know anyone. I've never heard that story, Mike. That's cool. Yeah, well, maybe it wasn't on the podcast then, because <laughs> I thought it was. Maybe I did, and I just didn't realize it. But no, I, 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 I totally believe it. I'm, yeah, Karen and Alex it's believable. are awesome Even yeah. if it's not true, it's totally believable. But I'm pretty sure it's true. So, yeah. how do and, people? And oh, I want to. I want to. Yeah, no. So I want to say that it's also it's going to be a challenge now for those camps that decide to go digital, of like how to finance that. So again, there are options of like um, buying some ads that, you know, come before the talk or during the talk, there's maybe a little logo of the company in the corner. So we as a community also have to start allowing that because that hasn't been in the past. You know, we have done it a couple of times, but we really like, we haven't liked when we are doing all these mentioning of companies because that's just not how we had it. But I think that we should use the opportunity now just to like be really open to that, that companies can really sponsor an ad before and after or in the middle. So let's be open for that. So the camps that are organizing these uh, online events, that they can also um, recover some of the costs. Yeah, definitely. So putting together something like a DrupalCon is something you're, you're familiar with, Body. Uh, and one thing that stands out is the effort it takes and the people required to to make something like this great um it takes a lot of volunteers how does somebody who's listening um in with their headphones on inside a fort of toilet paper 
uh, reach out and say that they want to help. That's amazing. <laughs> I was just trying to set the stage of like what the world is like on March 2020. Yeah. Yeah. Again, uh, I think 12th. it is just about reaching out, and there are many ways to reach out. And first, just you know, come to us privately or come to Slack and talk to us there. Just reach out because we have so many assignments. So we, we like we don't put people right away and just say like, okay, you're in charge of the finance. You know, we most likely give them something that they can you know do, and so they get familiar to how it works. Uh, and before they know it, they are in charge of the finance. So it's really good. If you give Mike the checkbook, I can guarantee DrupalCon would be awesome. <laughs> so so on top of that like i am now the primary organizer of florida drupal camp which will be like february 2021 so anyone who wants to come down here mike anello is kind of stepping into a lesser role so that means i do have my hands on the checkbook and things are going to go down you, mean you also need volunteers mean right and we need volunteers so how does somebody <laughs> say always. that they want to volunteer for for DrupalCon in barcelona so one thing that people can do is um, just on the DrupalCon Barcelona website, we have a section with news and updates. And uh, there um, we have a call for track chairs. Basically, the, the program team is quite complete, um, but we could still use some help in the in the clients and industry track, um, especially if, uh, if people are interested in, in really being part of the program team, um, they can still sign up there. And as Patti said, um, if ever you have ideas or want to volunteer for DrupalCon, there's so many things you can do. Oh, yeah. Uh, so basically, I, I... it's just like um, signing up uh, and reaching out to us um, if you want to be a volunteer. I can add on, on that, uh, Joseph, if, if I might. Uh, so there is, there is uh, the mentor program, uh, people that want uh, either to be uh, mentored or be mentors uh, can uh, actually reach out to the to the there on Drupal.org. There is actually a page on how that's that's done. So every DrupalCon, like uh, now in the US, um, we have people that um, makes make um, first time workshops and make contributions um, um, helps to other people that want to start. So that's that's one of the one of the things mentors and then you have uh the actual volunteers that um during DrupalCon they help uh counting the people in the rooms uh making sure that um the speakers have everything they need making sure that sound is um, um, working fine, uh, the, the streaming is working fine, all of that. Um, normally, we have also in our uh, page uh, a sign-up uh, spreadsheet for that. So if you want to, to do that, if you want to, to volunteer, um, be sure there will be information for that. And yeah, uh, for the ones that want to submit a, a paper, again, uh, we have call for papers are on, uh, do that as soon as possible. So I want to say something about volunteering because we had this, uh, and I sometimes I think about if we should just change the word volunteering to the word contributor, because, uh, yeah. volu volunteering is so important in our community. 
But what we also see is a lot of burnout from people who, who start being volunteers and then they are basically doing too much that they can't fulfill. So I think it is important if you want to become a volunteer, then you are going to take that time of something. So you're either going to, you know, take that time out of work. You're going to take that from your family or friends. So just make sure that before you volunteer that you actually ask for permission from those who you're going to take the time from. Because we see this too often that people just, they say like, hey, I want to volunteer and they somehow forget to tell everyone else around them about it. And then they burn out because they actually are trying to fulfill two roles in the same time, which could be work and volunteering. So there are so many companies out there that are actually willing to give that time if you ask. So if you want to contribute by being a volunteer at an event or something like that, go first to your employer and ask if you can maybe use 20% of your time to get that going. And if that doesn't work out because the employer doesn't want that, then maybe go to your friends or family and just tell them that you're going to be off for the next three months because you're organizing something. Because that's going to end much better for you as a volunteer and you're going to come healthier out of it. Yeah, it just takes that one bad experience to burn out a volunteer. And yeah, that's, and that's, that's happens too goal. often. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Those are some wise words. And I think like somebody, you know, came to us in Drupal Europe and they said to us like, hey, you guys are just like superheroes that you managed to do this. And I think we all raised the hand and we said, no, actually the people that are around us, they are the ones who should actually be thanked because they are the ones that allowed us to do that and enabled us to do that. And that's why we actually are still here working on, you know, next DrupalCon because we have the support from those we are uh, within the daily life. It's true. So maybe we can already thank the, the team of, of uh, volunteers that are track chairs for the five tracks that we have mentioned. Um, there's actually 27 people working on the DrupalCon Barcelona track team. Um, so all of them, they together help us create this program. And uh, overall, I think DrupalCon is always a, an outstanding community effort. So yeah, thanks to all the tractors and whoever will um, will also contribute to to DrupalCon. Definitely. Right on. Is there anything else that uh, we should add? Maybe we could uh, talk to each of our guests and get a, a final word. So, Body, anything else we want to talk about today about DrupalCon Europe and Barcelona? No, I just encourage you all to just participate. Come and join us. Tell us how you would like to have it. Because that's uh, we are doing it uh, for you out there. So let us know and contact us through the website, uh, DrupalCon Barcelona. Josef, any final thoughts? I'm looking forward to see many submissions for DrupalCon Barcelona and hope that the virus uh, will slow down over the next month. And I'm especially looking forward to work with a diverse and inclusive team for DrupalCon again. Ricardo? So uh, on the last note, uh, I'm really confident uh, DrupalCon uh, Barcelona is going to happen, uh, hopefully. And just uh, to remind, we have amazing tracks that you can submit your paper right now. So users and editors, makers and builders, agency and business, 
clients in this and industry and the open web and the community. So it's really a lot uh, that you can uh, contribute to DrupalCon with your submission and get back from the community. So in the meantime, wash your hands, bump elbows with your friends, yeah. and get your session <laughs> submissions in for DrupalCon Barcelona, because this September, uh, we're looking forward to it. Yep. And I hope to be there. Thanks for joining Thank us, you. everybody. Thank you all. Thank you. Thank Bye. you. Bye. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.